0: All right, guys, welcome back in the latest episode of Sports Cards Nonsense. New show theme, Sweating with the Oldies. That's it. I think we go with that. We're going to have Richard Simmons on every week, (laughs) Bill Russell.
1: What do you think Richard Simmons thinks about all this? Do you think he's listening? Because I know he's listening. But do you think he's listening and wondering, why are they talking about me so much?
0: I don't know if Richard Simmons is listening. I'll tell you one thing. This is the first time in a while Bill hasn't responded and texted me about the show. So I'm not sure (laughs) how that went. Anyways, we've gone with another bearded legend this week, Jameson Long. J Money, as we call him. I just started calling him that, so he's not familiar. Jameson, how you doing, man? Doing well, guys. Thanks for having me
2: on the show. Honored to be here.
0: Okay, take it easy. It's not really an <laughs> honor. We're excited to have you here, though. We're going to get into a little bit of Jameson's personal resume after this. It'll be very specific and broken down by company. But first, let's get to the big picture. Jesse, start us off with fire. Your energy In- level already, subpar. Go. Are,
1: you don't even have a monster energy drink. You've, I know. F- you freshly admitted that. NBA standouts. Here we go. All Let's right. talk
0: almost halfway through the season here. Jameson, what stands out to you team player? Go ahead and crank open that beautiful cranium. That's covered with a beard and tell us what you're thinking here.
2: Well, I mean, I think, you know what we've seen after the t- Harden trade is if that, the nets play any lick of defense. I mean, I don't really see any team stopping them out East. Uh, I see them on a collision course, probably with one of the two LA teams with all respect to Utah, but I feel I like don't the, see it. Are- yeah, I see I feel like the Clippers are just sliding under the radar. Oh, I said no Clippers. One's, no one's talking about them and Kawhi's probably putting up his greatest season ever. Um and if you look, if they matched up in the finals, they may be the only team that could give some resistance to the Nets with the George, Kawhi, Pat Bev combo that could actually somewhat match up on both sides of the ball. So I got to I got to say right now it looks like New York versus LA, East Coast West Coast is where I'd put my money on right now. Yeah, I've been
0: shocked by the Jazz. I don't know what they're going to do in the postseason, but I have the Jazz have been a wicked standout to me. And then our Celtics, ugh, I think they're at five hundred now, seventeen and seventeen. Well, that team cannot play a fourth quarter complete this year. Kemba Walker should not be on the floor in the fourth quarter. Period. I would rather see Jesse <laughs> taking jump shots in money time than Kemba
1: <laughs> Walker at this point.
0: I, That's a I like to that- jump. That's a slight to Jesse. That's a compliment yep. to you, Jesse, as well as a slight to Kemba. Dude, what Thank is wrong with the green right now?
1: I I need I need to do something real quick. Before we go any further, people, this is probably the YouTube content. You're probably listening to me say this right now on YouTube. And everyone's going to be asking, who's Jameson? Let's rewind. Give people a little update who Jamison is so we know why we're listening to him.
0: Okay. I already said we're going to do that after the big picture. No. Yeah, but you So here's along. the deal, Sweet Cheeks. <laughs> Co-host. I know you got very entitled with oh Bill my Simmons god. here last week because he, he patted your back. This show would
1: be nothing without because me. he
0: patted your back and how you're the best co-host in the
1: world. Oh my Bill's god! Bill's not
0: here, Chief. You're back in my world. We're Fine. gonna get to the resume after.
1: You want to do it this way? You want to play hardball? Let's play hardball, Jameson. What's your idea on green? Go. <laughs> this is a train wreck already.
2: <laughs> man. I don't Jameson, know who to- what's wrong I'm with the Celtics. Here. I don't know who to listen to.
0: The little man always.
1: Mistake. Go ahead.
0: What's wrong with the Celtics, though, Jameson? Are they turning this thing around or what? Because I'm shocked they're this bad early on.
2: You know, I think we're learning how valuable Marcus Smart is for one thing. Um, no you know, he is, I think, what Draymond Green does for the Warriors is what Marcus Smart does for the Celtics. He is their energy, um, and he's their heart. So I think that's a huge cog that's missing out of that wheel. Um, and you know, I was listening to something the other day. Tatum says he's still been affected yeah, by COVID. Uh, so Tatum looks like he's still working his way back. So we'll see as the season progresses, you know, the all-star break might be a great time for them to kind of regroup. I still believe in Brad Stevens. I mean, Tatum and Brown, there's not a better wing combo in the league than that. You know, I mean, they are probably the East Coast version uh, of, of Paul George and Kawhi, obviously not the accolades yet, but you could see them playing their way into that. So I'm still a believer in there. And, and you know, I, th- I think they'll be there when when it's time for money. So. Are you
0: buying either one of those guys based on current value right now? Obviously, Brown's a little higher than traditional. Tatum, I think, is still a little bit lower than his peak is. Where are you at, hobby wise, on those two guys?
2: So, if I was going to place a bet on one of those two guys long term, I would still go on Tatum. No. Um, you know, I, I think he's the guy. You know, it's something I talk about a lot with people: is you either have hobby momentum or you don't, and you're even been anointed as a guy or you're not. And as great as Brown has played, he is just not the anointed one. Tatum is the anointed guy. He has the move set. He has the flash. He has the ooh, the ah. He has the Kobe comparisons, you know, with his move and especially spending time. So, if I had to go with one of the two, I, I definitely go with Tatum. Though I love Brown as a player, I think he might be as valuable, but more I don't complete. think he'll ever get the high love. Yeah, he's you definitely
0: know? more complete too. His defense is. Lo- I mean. But you are right. Like Zion could come out the next three years and average 12 points. That's not going to happen. But Zion has so much hype. He could come out and just be flat. That momentum, though, is so hard to turn around. It's not even going to matter.
2: It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, momentum and being the guy and having the right people pushing you up in the hobby means almost as much as your play on the court does. So, you know. Yep. Uh,
0: Here's another guy, too, who just lost all momentum because he's been in a cesspool of a city forever. Bradley Beal. I mean, if that dude was a rookie or a second year guy right now, averaging 33 and a half, his stuff would be like Luca level. That dude is a beast. I think he's still averaging over 33. I would love to see him get traded just for the hobby impact. If that guy got traded to a contender, I think his stuff would just blow up. And then whatever the guy's name is in Orlando, Vukovic, Vukovic, sure, (laughs) coming to the Celtics. That's what I hear.
2: He's been rumored at a lot of stuff. You know, I mean, Beal's an absolute stud. I mean, you just hate to see when guys like that with so much talent end up in just those type of situations. You'd love to see him maybe have an opportunity. Who knows, playing with a Luka out in Dallas. You know, it Ooh. looks like Dallas could use some more pieces. I don't know if Porzingis is going to be the guy there. He's very soft. I've, I've been very disappointed at him this year. And Dallas needs shooting. They need um, somebody
0: else who can score. That team yeah. is... I, because I don't want to see in five years, Luca's second best player is still like Jesse. So yeah, I, <laughs> I don't like know what to that, see
1: them really good and handsome. That doesn't Again, make sense.
0: Compliment to you.
1: Yeah. Insult mm-hmm. to them. That All right. Sense.
0: Let's get to this then, because Jesse was very concerned about this at the beginning. A little bit of background on you, man. What's your I mean, I know how much of a, of a hobby presence you have, but what's kind of like your background getting into cards and the whole deal? Because I think you have a kind of cool story. We've talked privately about this.
2: Sure, man. Well, uh, you know, just like most of us, I started as a kid collecting cards. Worked in a card shop when I was young. You know, came in and out of it as I was getting older. You know, college, high school, other things take precedence, and you kind of drift in and drift out. Um, I think I got back into it around the real heavy about the time we we're having our first kid. Was around the house a little bit more, dabbled, dabbling on the internet. Really got back into it with e- the presence of eBay and everything. Um, had a great corporate job for fifteen years, and then just got tired of it, man. You know, just the ins and outs. And the hobby was not where it is yet. I mean, this was probably about two years ago, but on the precipice, you know, people already thought it was a bubble back then. And it was probably 50 times X's ago yeah. <laughs> um, where we are now. And I was, you know, talking to my you know, I, was like, I think I can make a business out of that. I think I could do that full time. And so, with her support, took the plunge, left a very good job. People thought I was probably nuts, you know. <laughs> I still get people, my kids, you know, I was at my kid's school the other day picking them up and teachers, your kids tell me you do baseball cards for a living. <laughs> my <laughs> you know, kids know? tell me you're homeless. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's yeah, correct. It's true. Um, but uh, so yeah, so started about two years ago doing it full time. I mean, what a journey the last two years have been. Um, so I run a L- uh, LLC, run Exquisite Sports Collectibles. Uh, that's same as the IG handle. Um, so look us up there. And then so just in and out of the hobby, you know, I, I focus more. I would say I'm more of a bot- boutique type setup. I, I, you know, I really focus on real rare cards that are hard to find. Um, I, I try not to get too crazy. Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, Curry, Durant, Trout, Brady, Mahomes. You know, if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. I'll try to yep. be the smartest guy in the room. Um, I try to go with what I know works. Um, and you know, blue chips usually work, you know, unless the market craters, they're pretty safe bet. So that's what we focus on. Um, and needless to say, you've been part of the journey. It's been a heck of a ride. So,
0: yeah, it's been, so you're one, you kind of come at this from the opposite side. I came out of the, out of the construction business, making 35 grand a year, whatever. So all of a sudden then to jump into this, it was like, man, we're making that in a, you know, whatever, a month, two months at a time. It's just like you, but you kind of came the other way, already making good money, jumped over. So comparison, I mean, the money here, I'm sure. The last six months, just ridiculous.
2: So when I came into it, my whole perspective, I I mean, I had a really good job. Um, What kind
1: of money? (laughs)
0: Jameson, what are we talking here? What kind of money were you throwing down at this corporate job? Here come
1: the comments of, stop bragging about how much money you made. (laughs) He's
0: not bragging. I'm trying to brag for him. Six (laughs) figures.
1: Well
2: in the six figures. Okay. Well in the six figures. Yep. Um,
0: And left that in 29. That's funny. I didn't realize you only been doing this for two years.
2: Full time. I mean, I've been
0: I know I around.
2: Yeah, I was doing it. it. It was a hobby and a passion. And, you know, there was opportunities to make money, but it was like a secondary thing. Right.
1: Um, now, James, so Mike my- started out breaking. What did you start out doing?
2: uh wasting my money with mike and no. <laughs> i pulled him an so, orange one uh, to franco
0: that if he <laughs> held on to it right now that's like a thirty thousand dollar card right now by the way so you're welcome so you you though more focus just on the single the the five flip invest in the single side of things
2: yeah yeah i do i i love the hunt of finding the impossible card to find to me Like to be able to track down or have someone bring you something and they don't really want to sell it, but be able to kind of, I love the art of of making a deal. Um, That's my background is sales. So I was in sales consulting. um, So I really enjoy that aspect of the hunt, the find the rare, the work in the deal, the back and forth. I enjoy that um, aspect of of the hobby. I will say
0: this.
1: Oh, go no, ahead, Mike.
0: No, please, Jesse. I don't want to Thank interrupt. Thank you. I was just being show. polite.
1: I wanted to go, yep. Jameson. So is, we got mm-hmm. a lot of new guys getting into this. A lot of guys want to do the exact same thing you did. They've got their jobs. They're they're okay, but they they don't love it. You obviously love what you're doing. Any advice for guys getting into this hobby, wanting to you know get to your level?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd say first is do the research. I mean, always understand the research. Um, Understand what you're getting into, what you're investing, um, and, and and make sure you're making well-educated decisions when you jump into it. And don't step out bigger than you feel comfortable with. You know, uh, a lot of times, I mean, I myself included, we can get involved with keeping up with the Joneses. Uh, oh, man, that guy got that. But if you're not at that level, then then let them operate in that lane and you operate in your lane and work on building yourself a good foundation. And then once you feel comfortable in the market, you've done the research, you're starting to get a hold of it, then start dipping your toe in a little bit deeper waters. But don't step out too far where you put your your family in a bad position, especially if you're stepping out on guys like, which they're all great and I love them. And I have cards of guys like Luca and Zion and Trey and Ja, and they're gonna be barring injury, world-class talents. But there's a key word there, barring injury. There's all kinds of things that can happen. So to have yourself leveraged up on guys like that, um, you know, it's much riskier than buying a high, solid high-end Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. You know, the only way those guys are going down is if the market goes down. And then we have we're we're at a bigger issue altogether. So yeah, cool. Yeah,
0: well, that's something we preach to the research side. Only thing I would add to that too is just network. Like Jameson said, because it's exquisite collectibles LLC, right?
2: Yeah, on on Instagram, it's on uh, exquisite sports collectibles. That's my Ex- main probably, exquisite platform. sports collectibles. Nice.
0: Yeah, it, what I would add to that, and, and Jameson does this too. Network. I mean, everybody wants an. Oh, I love eBay. That's fine. I love eBay too. Insta, Twitter, Facebook. Again, I talk about the dancing morons on TikTok. Just
1: be everywhere. Aren't you everywhere. a dancing moron on TikTok? I am. Hello, got him. Zing him. That's for all the Jesse fans out there. I always feel like
2: we can cut the tape right here.
1: You have done your job. You're killing it, Jesse.
2: I was just gonna say, you know, with within that network, there, there's another level to that. And and I would say, don't always worry about beating everybody up for the last dollar on both sides of the deal. Because if you're if you're a pain to work with on the buy or the sell side, the odds of me coming back to you or someone else coming back to you is likely not gonna happen. But if, if if you can agree, in a good deal, both people should feel a little pain. The buyer should feel like they sold it or got paid a little too much. The seller should feel like they sold it a little too cheap. But that's a good deal. And that's what's going to keep you guys making deals. And there's so many cards that are brought to me that never see eBay or never see social media because people know I'll pay fair for them. And without hesitation, they don't have to worry about it. I'll wire the money, whatever. And they can move on with their life. And same on the flip, people will come to me and say, Hey, I know you have this. What will it take for me to buy from you without me even advertising that it's for sale? So I'd say treat people fair. It's going to pay off way more than trying to get the last $5 out of everybody on every single transaction.
0: Yeah. You know, this is a guy too who runs in our circle. I say our circle. I'm not on the Jameson level. I've seen Jameson stuff to a degree. I have a decent, I have a decent foot in the door here. I'm no Jameson Long. Uh, but like Nate Burns, Grand Slam Collectibles, we talk about Nate a lot. I'm friends with him here in Murfreesboro. He's another dude. I've spent probably, I mean, this year, $100,000, $150,000. you have spent more than that with him, I bet. I saw, the G- I saw the Kobe from the other night. So he's another guy, though. <laughs> like, I never feel like I'm getting a steal when I buy, but I always feel like I'm paying fair. And that dude, he's another guy, though. Now, when stuff comes in, he gets a Brady, he calls me. And I'm going to pay 5% more off right. eBay, but I don't care. I'm going to go drive down and pick it up. So I-, I agree, networking, but being reasonable with price. Otherwise, this whole beat people down, Awesome. So you made three percent more on a deal and you have no basis to go back to them. So yeah, I think that's a good point. So anyway, let's get so, let's get to some top shot stuff. Jesse's been ready to <laughs> geek up with this for a while. And Jameson, I know you've you've crushed it in the top spot. Top shot.
1: Top shot spot. That's top the gun. name of this segment. What's top it shot called? spot.
0: Maverick. All right, Jesse, take the wheel. It's your moment to shine.
1: <clears throat> yeah, well, Jameson, so first off, tell us what when Mike says you've killed it, what are we talking here? You you got a nice little portfolio?
2: Yeah. So me was back at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, and, and shame on my part, <laughs> I probably could have gotten in a little bit earlier, but some guys that are way smarter than me, including my brother kind of brought this top shot to me. And was like, take a look at this and let me know what you think, because they know they're not card guys. I'm the card guy, sport collector guy, And so I kind of like poo pooed it a little bit and put it to the side and was like, yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it. And then he like shot me another message and said, I think we should take another look at this because the prices have gone up a lot in a week. So me and him and a couple other, his buddies that are big tech guys, Silicon Valley, crypto guys, nothing to do with sport cards. We all agreed. We let's say, let's start a fund. That way we go in, we have a big, bigger buying pool. And if it craters, we're not out that much. So we put a little bit in the start. Quickly, we, we saw we had actually had a really good, in t- good time on the marketplace, um, really enjoyed the interaction. Um, we quickly doubled that. We said, okay, there's some opportunity here. Let's, let's double what we got in there. Um, and we did exactly like I talked about what I do in sports card. We talk, targeted all the tier one guys, LeBron, Zion, Curry, Durant, Giannis, Ja, Luca, um, and tried to buy like the best, lowest serial numbers of all those guys that we could find. Uh, worked a lot of deals off the marketplace. Uh, we're TSF, so you can see some of those transactions. That's one thing I like about that marketplace is it's really transparent. So you can actually see who bought the individual pieces um, and, and then we started an IG, which is Top Shot F on uh, Instagram, where we highlight some of the stuff that we bought. But I mean, you know, moderately, I'd say we, we 10X what we put in as our initial investment. That's a very, very, very conservative
1: wow. measure.
2: Um, um, and, and full disclosure, you know, I am invested in it, but I came in with apprehension, like I think a lot of people have, mm-hmm. but surprisingly, it's actually been a little bit of a nice break from dealing with some of the people in the sports. cards community, and it's, a different, <laughs> it's a different, I love sports cards. Uh, cards are my number one passion. So, you know, and one thing I was going to talk to you guys about, which, and it's funny, i seen actually Gary Vee, I think it. I think a lot of people think it's like, it's either top shot or it's either sports cards. It can't be both. Right. But in reality, it's and the four other guys I'm invested with don't even do sports cards. It's a totally different clientele. Yeah. So there's some crossover, but there's this whole pool of people it's tapping into that aren't even on in sports cards.
1: Oh yeah. Well, you that's know? Me. so I mean I think there's a lot of viability. Mike's the big sports yeah. card guy, but while I appreciate it and I've dabbled in it a little bit now, top shot in these electronic. NFT, cryptocurrency versions of sports collecting has really uh, interested me, piqued a lot of interest in the hobby, it looks like. And so what do you think? What do you think as far as Top Shot's future goes? Because and and let me go ahead and preface before you give uh, your answer for the guys who don't know, uh, we've talked about this a little bit. Top Shot is essentially baseball cards of the future they're they're not cards they're videos it's all electronic you got short little moment. videos called moment. moments you're investing in these moments you're saying i think this is worth so much so i'm willing to pay two hundred dollars and someone may want to buy that same one from me or someone may want to buy a similar version of that moment now someone else's moment may cost differently because there's a factor of series numbers that goes along with each moment sold so the Typically, the lower the series moment or if the moment corresponds to the player's number, uh, those are going to sell a little bit more, just like an actual card collecting. And in this situation, what we've seen recently is Top Shot moments have had a huge spike. Uh, Huge. Like We're talking, like uh, Jameson mentioned, 10x and more in some situations just in the last few weeks, but certainly uh, over the last six months since they began, even more so. But, but to go back, James, so what, is you, what are your thoughts? What do you think the future is for Topshop? Because they certainly have some issues. They've got some kinks in the software. There's issues with people trying to get their money out. But the overall idea, do you think that this replaces card collecting? Do you think it's just an add-on to uh, card collectors? Or do you think this just opens up a totally different side of the market? I think it's a it's a cr- a little bit of cross pollination and a different side of the market.
2: I think you know when you think, and I know you guys will probably talk about some of this in later topics. You think about all the pain points that comes with collecting physical cards, shipping, grading, fakes. Mm-hmm. All that is alleviated with Top Shot. I can sell some, that, some a moment to somebody in China. They can have it in ten seconds after I transfer it in their account. No shipping, no nothing. Yeah. I don't have to worry about grading moments. I don't have to worry about buying a fake slab because everything is a ledger on the blockchain technology through the NFT. Um, so all the pain points that are affiliated with collecting physical cards are somewhat eliminated through the Top Shot marketplace. Mm-hmm. Now, I think there's going to be some so we're big believers because the market expanding the marketplace is expanding right and if top shot is a business guess what's also going to ramp up with more users print runs right they're gonna sure. they're gonna make more yep. moments they're gonna make higher print because they got a demand they're trying to fill mm-hmm. so that's why i think when you look back in a few years, you know, and and, and and I've equated this to some other guys in the hobby who've been asking me about Top Shot, I think those series one Top Shot moments that have a, when the core base was much smaller, so the print runs are limited. I think you're going to look back on those as being like, you know, for people that collect cards, the 0304 exquisite of Top Shot, the Prism 2012-13, where it was the first time they did Prism, they didn't really know what demand was, so they kind of printed it and it sold out and great nowhere near the print run that comes out with prism these days so i think you're going to have you know the market will play out winners and losers you know um there will be stuff that becomes much more commonplace but the super ultra rare the first series i think we're going to look back in those in a few years and be like wow even when we thought that stuff
1: was pumped up 10x it's bargain compared to what you're paying for now you know and and i want to point out too there's uh, we've already heard of some changes coming to uh, the top shot market as far as like badges to basically identify as like originals yeah. and things like that. Like they're just going to blow up those original cards even more so than what they are at this point. Um, is there a future? Because it does seem like NFTs are jumping crazy right now. I mean, in my newsfeed, I get all kinds of uh, alerts about Art and music and now, you know, sports card NFTs, again, non fungible uh, tokens. But I think I think there's a lot of skepticism here and I am along that same lines as far as I don't know if this will last, but I think if you're going to get in, now's the time Uh, because we are at a, a little bit of a lull and there are still some cheaper ones, especially in series two that you can get some decent moments out of. Um, but that being said, I think the biggest appeal right now is kind of what you pointed out at the beginning, that we are in a market where international players, like international guys who want to get involved, they have very limited supply. They have very, it's very hard for them to get things graded, even if they do have supply and get it back timely and affordably. So this is solving those issues and it does seem to be a big option for them, but, um, But yeah, I do want to I do want to get one other thought from you as far as this market goes, because Top Shot is great. Have you heard about dibs? I have heard about dibs. Yes, yes. So so we're going to have the CEO of dibs on next week because we saw something about it yesterday and it's really piqued our interest. It's you've got NFTs, so these non fungible tokens, you've got cryptocurrency and you've got. Actual cards all wrapped up into one place, and yeah, you've got a game. stock market component all mm-hmm. in there too. I'm in. I, yeah, right. I mean, like I Mike Top and I were Shot. talking about it. And Top it Shot's awesome. a great
0: thing. I just don't. Want, I just don't care. I, I honestly, I can't. I'm so busy with the card thing, with this podcasting, and Carrie and Jesse. Yeah. I just Top Shot <laughs> has just eluded me, and now I'm just like eh. The Dibs thing. I'm actually. Last night was the first night. I I wrote this guy a message and just name dropped everybody under the sun. I was like, <laughs> I'm Bill Simmons' child. I don't. Gary V's my uncle. I don't know if that means you know. We need to have you on. Because I, I was excited. I saw the interview over at the other the sports card investor, which is so putridly boring. Good. Good I can't. Stop, I can't stop listen saying to that.
1: Me. He's good. He does. He's fine. He's I'll a, stop the He's show. a fellow member of the show.
0: I'll stop the show right now. <laughs> oh my I'm god! I'm just saying. I, but Continue. the idea itself, I love because now you don't have, just have moments. So where are you at with that? I know you said last night you're not super you know, familiar with it. Where are you at with it now?
2: So I'm just interested to see the correlation between how stuff is traded on the app compared to how it translates over to the real market. Uh, th- my only concern is you get some distortion of value um, between the app and the fractional share portion of it compared to... Uh, you know, does now everybody expect that that's what they should get for all their singles? And right. it's different. One's poning up the whole boat compared to buying, you know, a tenth of a percent of a LeBron top chrome refractor rather than you're the guy shelling out 150 grand. So it'll just be interesting to watch the correlation between the two. Um, it's definitely, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, honestly, I think the NFT sports card market could actually even work without having the physical asset there. Um, because I mean, everything's just assigned value these days anyway. Um, you know, who says what's worth, what is what the market determines. Um, you know, a dollar's worth a dollar. Cause we think a dollar's worth a dollar, you know, uh, used to be cause there was gold in the bank. Now that's no more. It's just, it is what it is. So um, you know, it'll be interesting to play out. Um, we'll just have to I I'll have to see more, you know, how it correlates
1: to the rest of the market. Um, well, you know, be sure like, to tune in next week then. <laughs> this isn't week. It, isn't it Friday? Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's this Friday's episode. Yeah. Cool. I, you know, it's funny. I hadn't thought
0: about that. Yeah, cuz it is funny. If I'm going to sell off a 1000 shares of a trout that's worth a 100 grand, yeah, you're going to sell for 125. But does that mean the next joker at a show wants 125 cash to an actual buyer? Yeah, I, I will be curious. One thing I do think is, again, I think this fits into the whole model of with Top Shot, with dibs, all, fractionalization, all this stuff is that this is still not a bubble. It is a bubble because everything is, but this isn't near the anywhere near the top of the bubble because I think you still have all new things and market. I mean, again, even you, I know you have a crazy expansive network. You're selling stuff all the time. It's still a pain. for I mean, I know it is for you because it is for me. It's a pain to ship to Germany. It's oh, aggravating yeah. for me to ship to China or to get a payment from China. It's just irritating. These things now, if you make it that accessible, I just think the demand is going to be so crazy high. It's going to at least keep pace with the supply. So I'm excited.
2: You make a great Perfect. point just to to talk about a bubble. Just because we're in a bubble doesn't mean the bubble's going to end. You know what I yeah. mean? A bubble could be 20 years. A bubble could be 25 years. A bubble could be 100 years. You know? Yep. Um, Just because people throw around the term bubble because they think it sounds good and they think they're that they're Nostradamus or whatever. But in reality, nobody really knows. I mean, the sports card market cap is very small, very small. It doesn't take a lot of money to move the market. And only takes a few big whales getting in. And there's much more levels that this market can hit, in my opinion. Yes, I agree.
0: Again, everything's a bubble. But like you said, I think we're just going to keep seeing growth. Speaking of growth, I just realized your hair. Not only do you have the poof going like I do, (laughs) you've got a hard part there, too.
1: This is interesting.
0: and facial hair
1: I'm mike esteem. was so disinterested with top shot he couldn't do anything but stare at hair and that's other all things. i was
0: doing he's one up. he's really <laughs> one up me i'm freshly shaven he comes in with a nice man beard which i can't grow and then he's got the part in top of the poof
2: okay we get it. i mean he's i just feel handsome. For- i feel bad for jesse because now he's got to deal with two short fast talking <laughs> handsome men you know it's- i mean Good looking little
0: fellas, NTF, NFT. Please, please. please reach out GF, with your support GFL. fans. Good looking little fellas. I don't know. All right, buy, sell, Jesse. Here's our rapid pace fire action of the show. Take it away, Jay. You All haven't right. had the spotlight for a minute. Take it back. You need
1: it. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> Thank killing you so it. much. You're doing buy, good. Buy, sell, NBA contenders, Philly.
0: Okay. So just quick, James. I don't know if you've ever heard the show before. Okay, buy, we're going to restart
1: this. Yeah, we're going
0: we're to. Re- <laughs> so just yes or no, NBA contenders, are you buying them or selling them? Philly, I am selling because I don't trust either one of those dudes late in the game, and I don't think they're going to be healthy. Simmons or Embiid. I'm a
2: sell. Yeah, I'm selling I'm selling Philly, uh, and the main reason is I'm selling them is because of the Brooklyn Nets. I really just don't see anybody stopping the Brooklyn Nets when it comes to Eastern Conference time. Ooh. Really?
1: Well, great. Guess what? Building got, the suspense. Here's a teaser the teaser for next team. <laughs> Nets. The Nets are up next.
0: I, hey, I was tweeting about the Nets the day after the Harden trade. I think they're winning it all this year, and Mostly for selfish reasons, so KD can buy me a new a new motor scooter. So I'm a buy on the Nets. I think they're going all the way. Jameson is clearly a buy on the
2: Nets. I mean, when you got three guys, you got a double team, and you can only run five guys on the court. It makes your odds tend to work out in their favor when you got three unguardable players. So I mean, I'm as long as they can play a lick of defense, which I think KD can get them to do because uh, I've seen him as a Golden State Warrior do it. Uh, I just don't see anybody stopping that team.
0: All right, let me oh. make this last section very quick then. Round out the Eastern Conference. Of the of the Bucks, Knicks, Heat, Celtics, who gives them the best matchup? I know you think Nets are going all the way. Who's
2: their toughest match of those four? I think if Marcus Smart can be back in 100% for the playoffs, i like the Celtics. You know, I hate to say this. I actually think Giannis...
1: Yes, thank you for getting that correct.
0: I'll be honest, I have not been a Giannis believer. Not because of him, I just don't think he has any help. There are some times he just gets so freakishly unstoppable. I don't think they can slow down the Nets offensively. I almost think, though, they could push them to six or seven, which I would love to see. Giannis stuff is so cheap right now compared to where it was at the height of the MVP race last year. I mean, just for hobby impact, I mean, me and Bill talked about this and Jesse the other day. If the Nets make a late run, I mean, KD is so historically cheap compared to his peers. Uh, KD is going to explode. Harden, Kyrie, I just think that's a, I think that's a recipe for just an insane bump for like legend status for those guys. I would love to
2: see it. Yeah, as long as Kyrie decides he doesn't want to take the playoffs off, off, I think you'll be good to go there.
0: Yeah, I, that's a guy. Put him on a boat, flat Earth. Give him a push. Just leave him alone. <laughs> I honestly, I would, I cannot stand Kyrie, and they've actually played great without him. Uh, with him, I mean. Although Harden is averaging 11 assists since the trade. It's that's a weird team. I, I think they're going. All right, jump to the uh, Western Conference, Jess.
1: All right, let's start with the Jazz. Buy yeah, I think
0: both a sell. Right, we mentioned this earlier. Yeah. All right, I'm a- Lakers. I'm a La- See, I'm Lakers. I- I'm going L A L over L A C. i am lakers i am going lal over LAC. I like the Lakers.
2: I, I mean, I'm a listen. I'm I'm a flip a coin on the Clippers and the Lakers. So I'm I'm a buy. I would say I'm a buy. I mean, if you. LeBron proved us all wrong last year with a ha- healthy Anthony Davis. I think Schroeder is a big def- uh, difference maker on offense for them. So, I mean, I'm a buy on them. Yep. All right. Clippers, Clippers. are
0: next. You just said, so he's a buy. I'm actually a sell. I still, Paul George is such a puke to me in the playoffs. I cannot <laughs> get on board. He is like, he should just go out there wearing a Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers jersey on the court because that's what it's going to be. I just feel like he's so lackluster when it counts. I can't, I just can't get on board. <laughs> I'm selling the Clippers i'll take a, the lakers though i'm a buy I, I,
2: I'm, i'll flip a coin on on clippers lakers they got another year of chemistry Kawhi's playing out of his mind this year um so we'll see, we'll see what, what a weird there. guy too Kawhi is
0: having uh, i have you don't hear anything not i mean even nationally about Kawhi, but his hobby impact this year has been so minimal and he's playing uh, he is playing out of his mind i
2: actually think he's a pretty good buy right now across the board in the hobby He's a great buy because if he wins a chip, it's only him and LeBron that have done it at three different places being, you know, one of the guys, you know, right. third place. he would probably win finals MVP if that happens. So three finals MVPs, three different teams, you got to figure. So, I mean, that that's historical. So,
0: yeah, it's a weird run. Who's well, next? Suns. Man, I was so high on the Suns early. I, the Chris Paul thing has not fit in. Aiton's played well. Booker, I think we knew was going to be a top 10 scorer. And maybe Chris Paul's just saving it because he's old and he does in the playoffs. I think their ceiling is maybe the Western Conference Finals. Maybe. I just don't see him putting it together. I- I'm not buying him as a contender for the NBA championship. Right. Jameson? Suns.
2: Yeah, but- I'm, a, I'm a sell. I'm a, I'm a sell. I'm, I'm below. I have them below the jazz. I mean, um, I'm not a CP3 fan. I'll be interested to see if there's any tension since he made the all-star game and Devin Booker didn't when Devin Booker probably should have been the all-star what a joke. <laughs> um, and so we'll, we'll, see, but I I think there's actually a handful of teams that I would take in the West over the suns in a playoff series.
0: Yeah, I agree. Last All team right. is my team though. Jesse, nuggets. I love the nuggets. I think the nuggets are literally going to go in as like the play in team go in as like a seven or eight seed. I just think they're, see the Joker is just so good. And I can I don't know why I can't stand Jamal Murray, but I feel like he's another guy who's just like whatever. Give me Game Six and I'll start playing. And then right. MPJ, he just the way he stretches the floor is is insane to me. And he's like 11 feet tall. If I stood on top of your poof, my poof <laughs> is up to his elbow. And yeah. the dude has like a high. Rele- I just I don't know why I'm so giddy about that team. I spent all last year doubting him. I, I could I could see them as the only other team in the West knocking off an LA team. I'm a buy on the Nuggets. Those are my two Nuggets Lakers.
2: Yeah, I think they got a lot of uh, experience last year. So, I mean, in, I think Porter Junior is the difference maker. If he's rolling, I think they're a real contender. Um, if not, I can see him with an early exit. But I think they do have a high, high ceiling. Uh, but they got—I mean, Joker's. Fabulous. I mean, he's got to be top three MVP right now, Murray. We saw what him and Mitchell did head to head last year in the playoffs. It was just unbelievable. So, I mean, they definitely have the talent. I think MP MPJ is the difference maker for that team. So they'll go as far as they will take them.
0: I'll say this. I think you're the difference maker for this team. The third man in <laughs> thing is working. I'm liking the third man in every now and again. It was Jameson. Nice. Appreciate you jumping on me. Hey, drop the Instagram handle, all that stuff. Again, the top shot one, drop it all right now, please.
2: Appreciate it. Yeah. It's exquisite sports collectibles on IG. Also, Top Shot F if you want to follow our Top Shot activity. Um, yeah, man. Appreciate the the time. Appreciate you letting me uh, talk a little NBA and a little Top Shot with you. And then it was a ball. I had a, had a good time.
0: Thanks, Jameson, man. Thanks for joining us, brother. We'll catch you on the down the road. Cool. So that was Jameson Long. Again, we'll drop all his Instagram handles and everything there uh, on all of our sports cards nonsense social. Appreciate him jumping in. That is nuts, dude. Leaving like a crazy. He didn't want to say, which I don't blame him, but dude was making bank. And literally, just like I'm leaving that to go to sports cards full time.
1: I mean, weird, that's my dream, dude. It is crazy. Yeah, it is. Honestly, like that's what that's that's a whole reason that I even got involved in this to begin with. Was like I have a sales job. I do pretty well, but do I love waking up and doing the straight you know nine to five every single day? I, it's okay, but, but do you I love sports? Rather, do I love? Sport?
0: <laughs> Give Mike. the people what they want, and, and I'll. <laughs> And I'll say this. He is one of the few people. I, I can mess around most people in the hobby. They start talking collections, money in, liquid in the hobby. Cool. Jameson's the next level. He's a humble dude, but he I, I've seen some of his stuff. He's hes next. He's like the top 1% of the 1%. So that was cool. I'm glad he joined us. Uh, with all that card money, maybe you can get some internet at the house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The dial-up wasn't killing it. Not his fault. That's our- okay. Crazy storms down south,
1: so it did kind of throw everything off. All right, let's go. Next segment. All right, we got a 101, friends, and we're talking (laughs) PSA grading. And we're not just talking PSA grading. We're talking about the change in PSA grading. Mike, what's your take? Crazy spike in PSA
0: pricing that was released today. Beckett, BGS, did this maybe a month ago, maybe less. Um, We get the question all the time. Hey, here's what I have. People post pictures in the Facebook group, which Facebook group, that's what it is there for. Sports, cards, nonsense. That thing's grown pretty quick. It's an awesome forum to get help with a bunch of different subjects. But hey, should I grade this is a super common question. This, to me, changed a lot of things. I have a stack here of stuff, as a matter of fact, that I was gonna, we're getting ready to drop off over at Nash Cards. My boy, Kelsey, he's here in Nashville. Not doing it. So, Jesse, give me the prices of the first three levels on there when you have it. I sent you that graphic. Yeah. So, um,
1: first three levels. Value level is $20 a card. Okay,
0: so, okay, so value level is what was bulk. That used to be, that's actually not a crazy jump. I want to say I was paying like 12 to 14, but that's, again, you're talking an 80% jump for cards that were like borderline already. So now if it's going to cost me 20 bucks plus shipping, so you're going to drop 25 to 30 bucks, depending on where you're shipping from. I mean, now the card to me has to be worth at least 60 to 80 bucks as a PSA 10, or I don't even know if it's worth it. They're getting way stricter with with the grades. Not to mention, you're going to wait almost a year now. With the, the delays, I don't care what they do to slow it down. You're going to wait a year. Um, I really wish Steve Sloan had gotten back to us from PSA, the president. He emailed us when we first started. I really want him just to call in. I would rather just get his rationale than what I think is happening. But uh, that didn't happen yet. Maybe, maybe we'll get him for the next show. But honestly, to me, it starts to kick out some of the low-end stuff. What's the next level?
1: Well, and before we even go to the next one, I just want to point out, I think before we've talked about this where – if it was over $1,000, like pricing mm-hmm. can change. This is sh- showing over $500 pricing can change.
0: That's actually a raise. So it used to be $99 and below estimated value. You could send it in, but if it was like a $300 card, it couldn't go there. Mm-hmm. That's now declared. So that's actually a help to you. If your card is worth 400 bucks, you can actually use that service now. That helps. But if you have a card that valuable, you're going to wait a year to get it back. It doesn't make any, that just doesn't make sense to me. So I, okay. that, that level to me, like, I mean, to put in perspective, what do you send right now? So you can't send football in right now that level because you're going to yeah. be almost done with the season. Like, I don't know what you send in. Honestly, I have no <laughs> idea what you use that level for now. Unless stuff you're going to put back in your safe if you have raw vintage or something, I guess.
1: But I mean, time, we just you got to assume they're going to do something for timing. But yeah, who knows? I, they maybe they've
0: been it. saying that for months, though. They're going to improve and it hasn't happened. So I don't assume anything
1: good with those people now. So right. what's the next level? Next level is so next- economy. It's $50 a card.
0: Yeah, see I think that's a full double.
1: Wow. 50 bucks a
0: card is insane.
1: What about the next one regular, $100 a card?
0: Yeah, so regular I'm pretty sure is what at least what I've heard that is that was what they don't have days on there anymore. That used to be like what would be compared to was like 20 day $100 a card and it's going to take months. So for a $100 shot for the card to PSA 10. I mean, to me then your card's got to be worth at least 2 to 250 as a PSA 10. Anything less than that's not even worth it cuz you're dumping yeah. all that money into it. And the upper, honestly, the stuff above that though, so what do you, just read off the rest. So you've go, so you go you got, you've got express,
1: it's 150 a card and super express 300 a card.
0: I mean, I guess that's like your huge stuff. You pick up a bird, rookie raw, you know, your big stuff you want to grade. I mean, that level to me, honestly, it, it's gone up in price. I don't think that really changes anything. I mean, that's for big stuff anyway. So, I mean, if you if you go out and, you know, you pull a Wander Franco chrome auto, you pull a Jason Dominguez auto, you're going to grade that no matter what. It's worth huge money. The upper level stuff, I I think that has no impact. But the bulk level stuff, the economies, like you talked about earlier, I just think we're going to see way less things go in that way. Um, so, again, w- should I grade this being the question? First of all, you need to be super strict with your eye. Look that thing over, centering, surface, edges. Do you see any flaws? And be strict with your eye about it. If you do, I wouldn't even waste time now. So I see a bit of a ripple down, uh, you know, trickle down effect. Obviously, I think we're going to see less cards getting subbed. I don't know how much of an impact that has, though, especially not anytime soon. The system is already backlogged by millions. So that stuff is going to be consistently coming out over the next year anyways. So, I mean, when do you realistically see a slowdown? Maybe 18 months from now? Maybe. Uh, you know, people also said, well, now PSA 9s and 10s are going to jump. Again, you're going to have so much stuff coming back out, if if at all. That's a year and a half to two years from now. Uh, I just think you see people stop subbing. The one thing I think it does affect immediately, I think you start to see people paying a little bit more of a premium for raw stuff. Hey, that, you know, that Acuna rookie's worth 40 bucks raw, worth 200 as a PSA 10, Maybe the $40 price tag starts to creep up 50, 60 because there's more of a premium. People now say, hey, I'm going to buy it raw because I'm going to sell it raw. I I could see that as an actual effect.
1: Well, and I think too, and tell me what you think. Like at this point, does this not open the door for another grader to come in? So that's the other thing, right?
0: Yeah, so people have talked about SGC. SGC has a really good track record with vintage. SGC with ultra modern, I absolutely hate. It carries a bit of a selling premium. They have got their return times down. Um, Their pricing now compared to PSA is quite a bit cheaper. I could see SGC taking on a bit of that for sure. Um, The new guys, though, HGA and uh, the comic book one, I forget what they're even called. Those are the two I still think are so far from being anywhere to relevant. I I just think if anything, we see
1: SGC take a nice bump here. I will say that HGA seems to be the one that most guys keep asking about. I don't know if they're making it.
0: Because it's brand new and it looks good.
1: Yeah, yep. And maybe good. they're yeah.
0: doing good. Here's what's tough, too. You come in as a startup in this space where people are critical and everybody wants to be critical of the new guy, anyways. They've had some noticeable cards come out as a 9 5 or as a 10 that have like visible flaws or dings. The Maguire rookie, there was a couple others. That happens with PSA all the time and BGS. I just think that because you're brand new, people are looking for it specifically. It's a bad look to start. Um, I also haven't seen a lot of lower grade stuff there. Like it is weird. Oh, I don't yeah. see anybody getting back like eight fives and nines. I'm sure they have, but I, I I think those are much further from becoming a competitor in this space. I think SGC is the only one I could see in the next few months short term, really stepping it up. So
1: what do you think? Just uh because I've seen this question pop up a lot, what do you think it takes for them to get bigger besides time? Do you think like if there was someone putting some really nice cards into it? Or, or yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, at this point, if you have a, an influencer do it, like if Gary V comes out tomorrow and is like, hey, I'm submitting these 800 cards to HGA, yeah. and then he sells them you know, on eBay or on some public forum and they go crazy, well, yeah, A, it has instant credibility because some guy who has a huge name in the hobby is using it, or mm-hmm. like Logan Paul. If Logan Paul decided to do all his Pokemon cards there. And then B, you have a public auction. Because of all the hype around the auction, prices would sell really high. I'll be honest with you. If I'm the marketing department, I don't even know if they have a marketing. I have no idea how big the company is. If I'm a marketing guy though, for that company, that's what I'm doing. I'm reaching out to somebody with a name yeah. because not only does it add credibility on the front end, but then when they auction stuff off, again those guys are going to be pumping it up on their socials. It's going to sell really well. I don't think it would take too much for it to take to catch on if that happened. But I think we're I think we're still a ways away from that happening, anyways. You know. Okay. But yeah, honestly, I don't know things I thought used to be impossible now. It's like <laughs> everything's impossible until Logan Paul tweets about it,
1: you know, which, which is fine. I mean, he got two Charizards, bro. Did you see two of them? Wasn't he with Ken when he did that? Yeah. Ken Golden? Him yeah. and Ken Golden opened that million dollar box and pulled two million dollar Charizards along with like a bunch of other stuff.
0: Yeah. So that's to me, that's the play. Get somebody with a platform to really get behind and not just get behind this. Like, Hey, we're going to call up, you know, sports card or some other podcast or something or a radio and like promote. I don't think it needs promotion. I think this needs actual inventory from somebody like that to really take the next level, the next step. So we'll there see. There you like, go. Yeah, PSA is what it is. So should you grade it now? Man, you better be strict and it better be valuable. All right, awesome. get on. I know you've been waiting. Are Straight
1: okay? cash, homie!
0: I'm so sorry. I almost stepped on that. <laughs> People liked it with you and Bill. I tell you, I am in the minority. Oh, you have won this over. Do you have I one for the week, by it. the way?
1: You like um, it. Um, No, because I was too... You were just uh, so prepped
0: on saying That's okay.
1: Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) You did great. Yeah, Thank you very much. I was too worried Uh, about saying it right.
0: I think it came out fantastic. I have only two this week. Eloy Jimenez for both. The slugger from the White Sox, who I absolutely love, overshadowed by Louis Robert, Louis Robert, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Eloy, I I think, has a monster bat, and I think we're going to see a big pop in him this season. So his 2017 Bowman... So it's his first prospect auto, graded a 9.5 slash 10 from Beckett. Again, I use with Chrome stuff especially, I still like to use a a graded card as a baseline. So it's 2017 Bowman Chrome 9.5 slash 10 auto, does about 300 bucks to 320 right now. I think that's a steal. I think that's such a great buy, it's not even funny, because I think it's gonna come out and pop. The card itself comes out of 2017 Bowman, but when you look at the slab, it's gonna say Bowman Chrome. So Eloy 2017 Bowman Chrome, Nine point five slash ten gem auto three hundred to three twenty five cheaper version of Eloy that I really like too twenty nineteen tops series two it's just a paper rookie just like I love those paper plays PSA ten do, does about sixty five to seventy five bucks right now I think that's a good buy as well again just like we said with Devers last week Acuna is doing two twenty five Tatis a little bit more than that Soto's over three hundred Eloy could easily close that gap with a good season. Uh, this was also a mailbag thing too. Do you have the question? If not, I want to hit it here about why certain cards, like the flagship top stuff, did you get that one or no?
1: Um, I do have one. Yes, I do. Okay, uh, do I'll you want it to go mail- ahead or wait? Okay.
0: Yeah, just go to mailbag now, then, because I want to hit on All that. Right. But let's actually go to before we go
1: to mailbag, I do want to throw one thing in to straight catch on me. So I don't have a specific card. However, I will say that after watching the Ken Golden, um oh, what's his name? Logan Paul. Logan Paul, open up the Pokemon cards. Those have been on a real dip. I'm just throwing it out there. If you guys have any interest, if you've got some old sets, I think you might see that start to come back up some. Yeah. They were the in 1999, right? The, the, like the. Yeah, that's the original. Yeah, first edition stuff. So that's but the one
0: I bought that I got murdered on.
1: I the think Charizard. you might see an,
0: an increase in pricing. Honestly. Okay, I paid 1800 for a PSA8 Charizard. They're only doing. They were doing 8 to 900. For a while, they jumped up to twenty-two hundred, but I was greedy. I thought I'd be able to hold it, which I, I still have. So, I hope <laughs> you're right. So you're a buy on first edition Pokemon, nineteen ninety nine oh, stuff. Absolutely. Okay. Could see a nice little bump. All right, let's finish this up. No, I have nothing for weekly pickups. Just a bunch of cheap stuff this week, so nothing fun to talk about. So your
1: your bank vault's pretty much full of cards at this point. My Walter Payton
0: came in today, forty thousand dollar package. Payton made some other stuff overnighted to me by Adam. Great dude, overnighted <laughs> oh, the thing like last Thursday. A week ago from Thursday, excuse me, just got it this morning because of the ice storm. It just sat in Memphis. So, um,
1: I think yeah. my Chris Farley rookie hockey card is coming in today. Sure. So I got to find out who makes those cards. I'm I'm going to show them, but they're they're All pretty good. Oh, on cute.
0: Instagram, right? The dude does. Yeah, the there's custom a stuff. dude on
1: Instagram. Yeah, we All right. we gotta get. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Mailbag. Bag.
0: Let's hit a few. We got a few minutes. Let's go.
1: All right. Um. Let's start with the first one that we were just referencing. So from Ben Goldstein on Facebook. He mm-hmm. says, "Can you do an overview of the different brands out there today? Uh, it would be helpful for us to old timers uh, who are just getting back into this. So you got Mosaic versus Prism versus Optic, um, and or just break down the different be- baseball sets: Bowman Draft Prospects, Chrome, Top Series, all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, so that's a lot. We'll, we'll hit a few of it. I mean, so with baseball, for example, Topps baseball is is the." Uh, the gold level, because Panini doesn't have licensing. So with tops it really breaks down to prospect stuff and vet stuff. Again, loosely breaks down. So early release, generally about April. You have your Bowman product. So this week, uh, excuse me, this year, April 2021 will be Bowman. Bunch of guys will have their first prospect autos. You'll have some rookie autos from the previous year's draft class. That's where you'll see guys submitting base, paper, the Chrome rookies. your chasing prospect autos. That's in April. About September is Bowman Chrome. Same format, just all Chrome cards, no paper, but again, prospect-driven. And then December, you'll have Bowman Draft, which is all the players from that year's draft. Um, Bowman's Best also comes out in December. It's kind of a mix. Heavy prospect stuff, but also has a little bit of some vet stuff in there as well, a little bit more of a traditional card. Uh, Topps does the same thing. So you have, And Bowman is owned by Topps. So that's the real heavy prospect. Then you've got Topps Series 1, which came out about a month ago, Top Series 2, and Tops Update. Same exact thing, all paper cards, though. And instead of really chasing autographs, although you can get autographs, you're really just chasing the paper, kind of like the Eloy card we just talked about. It'll be Guy's first pro-uniform flagship tops paper rookie product, which the PSA 10s for a lot of those guys used to command a nice piece of change. Now, with the grading price, I think that's a market that actually gets hit. So you've got your Bowman, your Tops, that kind of focuses there. Then you just have a bunch of other brands in the middle that are have rookie autos in them. Not so much prospect, but rookies, and then heavy vet stuff. Things like uh, Topps Triple Thread, Topps Finest, Topps Tier 1. Uh, I mean, there's a million releases. Panini also makes baseball. Again, they focus on rookies and vets, so flawless, national treasures, uh, optic, no mosaic as of yet, but they do make prism. You know, good products those products carry way less weight in baseball because they do not have MLB logos on them. So that, that's really affected the market there for sure, but still nice stuff. So Imm- Immaculate Baseball is another one. Um, you know, again, to, to break down everything, is a, yeah. it's like a whole show, but there you go. And in basketball, Prism is king. Prism is king for like the base cards and base rookies and silvers and color. Then like NT for patch autos. NT, Immaculate, Flawless, those are your crazy high-end patch autograph stuff. So
1: nice mosaic okay.
0: optic are kind of like a watered down prism ish version different products but similar select is in that class as well
1: okay um
0: all right that's so a good this topic question- i'll say this that's a good topic we actually should break down with somebody like when there's another third guy in here who does like the card hobby wax side yeah. i actually think that'd be kind of a cool breakdown thing absolutely
1: um, I don't know How all right. cool it would be dave uh gregor grager uh from facebook he says for us newbies what do you do with the baseline you know dollar cards uh once you've collected a a good amount of them
0: oh yeah so just like all the cheap stuff again a lot of guys do player lots and put them on ebay put all your ken griffey jr's together and send them to ebay or uh card shows dollar boxes at card shows things like that still fly my dogs are going nuts it's always fun um (laughs) you know again you could just leave them in huge lots like hey you take pictures and just post huge lots move them on craigslist that way uh i think the player lots are probably one of the best ways to maximize value but You know, not a super easy move because there's not a ton of guys chasing really low end stuff. But there is some value to be to be
1: had there. Okay. Um, let's see. We got one from Austin Gaylord from Facebook. He says, what are your thoughts on retail hobby repack items and investing in retail wax like Tops Fire? Are you very familiar with that? I don't know the repack thing. I don't know what he's talking about there. Tops
0: Fire, I know. Tops Fire is a retail exclusive. It's a cheaper SKU. Um, that's one, though, too. If you can find it, I think if you're out there to rip something for like you and your kid, I think it's a cool product to rip. Retail in general, I think, is just as good as hobby, just on a lower level. Pay less, but it's it's going to be worth a lot of money still. Prism makes retail. Uh, Mosaic, all those things have retail SKUs. So yeah, I think retail is a viable option. It's just super, super difficult to find anywhere near retail pricing. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. One last one.
1: So no, I didn't no, get no, the no. guys. Give me a few more. We're only at fifty. We got to filter. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> we got to filter. We just right. hit
0: like fifty-two minutes. We got a we got a contract <laughs> here, Padre.
1: All right. Uh, biggest miss on a card. Uh, what what you bought that was crazy expensive and it just dropped? I saw
0: not an individual card. I got murdered on Otani last year. I probably lost Ooh. about five grand. I probably spent. Twenty to twenty-five thousand on Otani last year. He took. I just thought he was going to come back and start slugging. He did not. Um, individual card. It's weird. Um, th- honestly, that Charizard I bought that for eighteen fifty. That's a thousand dollars less now than it would than it was. So that's probably my worst. I mean, I've actually done.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that's. Hate pretty to say good, it, then. I've actually
0: been on a pretty decent little tear because the market's just gone up. Nothing. All I've the done. more reason to
1: listen. <laughs> yeah, but no, the Otani, <laughs> o- 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 Otani hit me for sure. Yep. Um, all right. So, this question's geared towards me. That's why I put it in here. Um, why is Facebook. Jesse great? <laughs> Mike Tucker asks... Oh, this is Mike Tucker. I think I know this guy. You know, Tuck. That's yeah. I was like, I didn't, oh, I didn't read the name of the book. It's about you, about. and he's a friend. Here we go. <laughs> this is a real well, puff. Piece I was more right interested here. in the question. He they said they wanted to know if Jesse is collecting as a beginner, and if so, what's he buying?
0: Uh, um, Jesse, if you're collecting as a beginner, what are you buying?
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so to be fair, I, I've always been a stock market guy and a bulk of my money is still in there, especially in electric vehicle stuff. So when we're talking about making money, that's kind of where I'm looking right now. However, that does not mean I have not been bitten by the bug. Um, I have gotten a number of Emmett Smith, uh, PSA 10s and 9s of his rookie, uh, just because that was what I collected as a kid. And I think that's my biggest thing about this hobby is like I want to know. I want the guys I collected as a kid that I can actually now make money on. Um, I had Al uh Allen Iverson rookie. I got um, a Kobe. The I got Kobe a Kobe. Tops. Yeah, the Kobe's my one, like most expensive bucks. one. Yeah, I got that one for like a thousand. It's gone up, so that's awesome. Um, and so I told everybody I was out of top shot. I sold those moments I originally uh originally bought, but uh actually there was a guy, John, um, on he reached out to us. He's like, Hey, I want to help deal you back in essentially. He went out and sent me three cards that are now, you know, worth about two hundred bucks or something. But I mean, I think that's awesome. Like we got guys wanting to hear more about Top Shot, wanting to hear more about what we think. So that's really cool. There
2: you go, Justin Collector.
1: Keep rolling. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, let's do this. Um, Do non rookie cards get a championship bump? This is from Adam Dubberly from Facebook. He's like, for example, Brady 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 bucks. Yep. Mm
0: So, yes, if something's if something significant happens, So, like, Brady first-year Bucks cards are always going to have a bit of a premium they're going to be decent. Yeah. There's other examples, though, which I can't think of a good one right now. I'm try- like, when a vet quarterback leaves and goes somewhere and it's not something like a... St- Drew Brees, for example, he's been with the Saints for, I don't know, 10, 12 years. Like, Drew Brees stuff, the first year with the Saints, there's probably no premium because nobody remembers. But when you go there at the end of the year, end of your career, Brady with the Bucs, Jordan with Washington... Those things have a bit of a premium compared to just being their 17th season in a Bulls uniform. All of a sudden, Jordan's first season in a Wizards uniform outsells the last stuff with the Bulls. And first season with the Wizards outsells the last stuff with the Bulls. So there can be, I just think it needs to be toward the end of a career, uh, you know, it's something significant. Peyton Manning, another one, his Bronco stuff actually sells well because not only did he go there at the end, he won a championship. So it, that makes a big difference.
1: Nice. All right. Um, Matt Horgan from Instagram wants to know, what websites do you use uh, to tell when new releases are coming out so that you can hunt them for retail? I mean, granted, you so don't do a lot of retail. Tough.
0: Yeah, retail's tough. They always release the schedule like on blowoutcards.com. They'll tell you all the actual upcoming releases, but those are for hobby. I don't know where there is an actual scheduled release for retail. I don't do. I don't do enough with retail to know.
1: What about what about non-retail? Just so everybody who wants to know what's coming out, yeah, like Blowout out.
0: Cards does that. Chicagoland actually has a website with their release calendar. There's a bunch of just you know, but Blowout's pretty standard. Okay. Uh, da Cards, Dave and Adams, Steel City. I've dealt with Sean for uh, quite a bit over there actually. Those guys all have
1: general release calendars for hobby releases. Okay. Cool. Yep. All right. Uh, I got like one more before I have to start actually looking for some. Um, John Corelli says there are a lot of new people entering the market and targeting rookie cards. Where do you think the next place for everyone to look would be? Less desirable rookie cards for a given player? Year two cards, last playing year, et cetera?
0: Yeah, so I I think it really goes back to, like we talked about with Garnett, like we talked about with Duncan, uh, I think it goes back to less desirable rookies, especially with anything in the last 25 years. You're going to have 10 to 30 rookies of guys. So if you don't like... uh, Again, we talked about it with some of these guys. Certain cards will spike because that product has this crazy nostalgia. In basketball, it's Topps Chrome. The 90s guys, Topps Chrome is unbelievably expensive. All these other good brands, though, finest, Flare, Flare, (laughs) YouTube idiots, all these other things have lagged so far behind. My first instinct is always so A, go with the other less desirable cards. You know, Topps Chrome is 10,000, but is Flare? is two thousand. Cool. Sure, it's I'll take, yeah, cool. I'll take that. Or that's my first option. B, buy a PSA nine of the same card. PSA ten is doing four grand. PSA nine is doing six hundred. Way too big a of a disparity. And the nine is going to climb before the ten comes down. So those are my two. Long term, I think the money is in rookies. It always has been. I think it always will be. Second year stuff is cool for like older stuff. If you're going vintage, you want a second year mantle, second year maze, stuff like that. But for modern guys, just go with a different rookie brand.
1: Nice. That's enough. That's good. That's mailbag.
0: I feel strong about good show. Uh I like James. I want to get back get him back on here when his connection's good because I actually had a few more things I wanted to rap with him about. But that's fine. Friday's show. Well, let me do our plugs. Hang on. Yep, when are you I, going to start doing well, the plugs, by the
1: way? I'd That's love serious. to take over the plugs. Take it. Let's, take you know, plug. let's go ahead and do it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Be sure to check out. The podcast comes out on Spotify. Oh, are you And watch Mike's merch because we're going to have some new stuff coming out very soon on the website. Uh-huh. Uh, Spotify, you can watch, listen, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, check out the website, sportscardsnonsense.com. I almost forgot the name of our website. Um, this plug it, is going well. Plug, plugs, plugs, are, plugs are going well. <laughs> links to everything. So social on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Get in there. Ask questions. We got a Q&A. There are actually answered questions on there now. There will be yeah, more to come. Merch and on merch.
0: There. Let me say this too. With the card services, all the guys we talk about on the show. So for grading, consignment, PC sports cards, uh, Nash cards, Sappy sports cards, Grant, Nate a Grand Slam is on there. Uh, new guy, Columbia Sports. Uh, I Columbia hobby, Columbia hobby. Yes. My buddy, Steve, I've been dealing with Steve for years on Facebook, huge shop out West. He's got a ton of supplies and material. All those guys are under card services. Um, so just make sure you check out the websites. It's just, again, frequently asked questions. We're going to keep growing that section for sure. So yeah, sports cards, nonsense and the Facebook group. I know some guys are like weary of Facebook I think it's the best place cuz you've got just a bunch of people on there commenting at all times. A time. lot of activity. So I think it's great. Friday I'm actually excited. Like I said, I don't I don't get super excited about a lot of these new apps and ideas. This dude Evan with Dibs, I'm actually kind of excited about. I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a pretty cool thing. I'm I so excited. Tonight made a joke last night on Twitter. He did not respond. I said, who do I make this <laughs> checkout to? He I think not. he thinks I was kidding. Uh, I am not. Not. You're not. This is one of the few ideas I've heard that I would throw money at tomorrow. So Evan, if you're listening, take my cash.
1: I was so excited about this that I, and this is for people who know me, uh I am a strict Android man. I do not endorse Apple. I do not care for Apple. Okay. Uh, apparently the Dibs app will only at first be available on Apple and then very shortly after, they'll have a website, but the Android app is not ready yet. I bought an iPad last night. Did you I've really? A, yeah, I've got an iPad coming on Wednesday. this guy. Specifically
0: for dibs. Now we that's need all. a code. I noticed when I went with the app last night, you need the entry code. Because it's in oh, the beta yeah. levels and all that crap. Evan what will give us a
1: code. He's got it. Yeah. You? Evan. Okay, Evan. I was
0: going to say, that needs to happen. <laughs> Guys, that's sports cards nonsense. Mike, Jesse, Jameson. As always, thank you to the production team. They kill it every week. Thanks, You we have no idea how many cuts they have to make because I slip up and talk like an idiot. So <laughs> there you go, fellas. Let us know what you think on YouTube, especially because I like you trolls because I get the troll back. <laughs> See you Friday. Later. See ya.